0: what is off the groove means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack off the The groove Groove with scotty dubler
1: sunday august 2nd 2020 episode number 145
0: wait well hold on a second you're throwing me off on sunday
1: we just did this i know
0: man i mean you're you're making me work double time do i get paid twice as much two episodes one week
1: you know the deal um yeah so there was, there was an opportunity to uh to get it to have a conversation with a guy that that's uh gonna be pretty busy next week uh we wanted to get the word out on what what he's been up to and what he's been uh working on because uh, it's flat definitely flat track related so um our, our our buddy jason
0: Man, i don't know i i just got done with a week of racing myself and just at the amateur nationals that i did 215 races carter 215
1: what oh you like here yeah all of them i got you that's a lot dude that you called them all
0: and and some of them got rained out so i was about to say
1: that that wasn't even all of them that's like half of the races that should have run right
0: yeah i think i think we only missed about maybe 20 races possibly from that one day with it rained out and we got some of them in the next day but man 215 races in in a five-day stretch is a lot
1: that's a lot of doubler. (laughs)
0: i bet they got tired of hearing my voice
1: (laughs) they never do doodler ever okay
0: all right well speaking of a lot of races there are a lot of races coming up at the 80th annual sturgis motorcycle rally uh that's coming up you know real soon actually starting friday that's where we're putting this episode out on sunday to talk more about it let's bring in the man himself jason baffery hello jason baffrey is that you it is me oh my goodness is so it, is it is it i <laughs> i don't even know anymore i i forgot having to school the covid's going on i mean i don't even know what to think anymore so uh something just blew me out of the water um we're, we're delighted to have you on the podcast but uh i just recently found out you're from oklahoma city and i'm from oklahoma city so how in the world do we not know each other
2: I do not know. Uh, from the sounds of things, I think I'm a little older than you, perhaps, and so we just didn't run in those circles, but yeah, we've been, uh, it's funny because Oklahoma City has not necessarily been known as a motorsports town over the years, and right. uh, for two two uh, motorsports announcer guys to uh, <laughs> exist in the same realm and never run into each other, I think it's pretty
0: ironic. That is crazy. So I don't ever give my age out. You know, I got to stay undercover and on the down low, but I'm no, really, I'm 47. Right. So, uh, you know, maybe we have cross paths. We just didn't even know it. But, you know, maybe one sport had one of us going one direction. And the other sport has going the other direction. So in a little bit, we're going to talk about this great big event coming up at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. But first, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, Extreme Flat Track. You're the marketing and promotions director. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's just the best title we could come up with right now. Uh, you know, Jake Latimer runs the Extreme Flat Track series, and he took that over from, uh, well, it was VDTRA. We rebranded at the end of 2019, and um, but he, he bought the VDTRA or took it over back in 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been with him from the the beginning since he did that, and it was kind of a weird deal. You know, I, my background is in drag racing, and I've been a, a drag racing announcer and television personality and that sort of thing. And then raced myself. Um, since you're from Oklahoma, you know Thunder Valley Raceway Park down in Noble, yes, Oklahoma. I actually won a won a championship in a class down there uh, back in 2009 uh, when I actually had enough time to, to race a full season. So that was really cool, but yeah, um, just, uh, wanted to do something different and wanted to, I've been, my dad actually, uh, raced motorcycles back in the sixties and early seventies. And I've been riding bikes since, uh, I was four years old, probably much like you and just been Mm -hmm. around it all my life. And so, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm really kind of interested in checking out flat track motorcycle racing and maybe getting involved in that and do, you know, just trying it out and, you know, As an almost 50-year-old man uh, deciding to get out and try flat track racing, it probably wasn't, hasn't been the smartest thing, but through that, (laughs) reached out to to Jake through Facebook and, you know, the way the world works now, and we just met and became friends, and, uh, you know, I do a lot of marketing and web design and uh, graphics and things like that, and so when he said he was taking over the VDTRA, and I was just like, well, I'll I'll help you, and, uh, you know, I'll kind of throw throw in what I can and help you with some graphics and things like that. And it's just kind of grown. And then the opportunity to do all of this stuff at Sturgis this year uh, came along and we just kind of went in, you know, both feet and, uh, and here we go. We're going to, we're going to put on some races in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, sure sounds like it. So um, the old organization, Vintage Dirt Track Racer Association, a friend of mine, Johnny Isaacs, actually started that from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I actually used to race for him later on in life. But then when he started that uh, series, I went to a lot of those races because there's always like an open pro or a pro-am class when I was trying to get my points and my right. license to move up. Uh, so I raced a lot of those races with my friend Stony, and, and we've had him on the, the podcast before, too. Um, so there's there's just so much to talk about. I mean, how long did you drag race?
2: Well, uh, I actually started sand drag racing when I was 14 years old. And so I ran a, uh, started out in a dune buggy, a Volkswagen powered dune buggy, and then had a, uh, a dragster with a Volkswagen, like a 2300cc Volkswagen motor with dual Weber carburetors. That I don't know if you're familiar with sand drag racing, but, you know, it's a 300 foot dirt or sand. Track. Um, otherwise, it's just like a drag race. But yeah, I mean, I had a dragster that ran, you know, 3.8 seconds and 308, uh, 300 feet, and did that for several years. And then that kind of slowed down a little bit. And when they started building Thunder Valley down in Noble, mm-hmm. um, my dad and I, um, you know, decided we wanted to get, you know, go asphalt racing, and we got a hold of a 1956 Ford uh, Club Sedan and decided to turn it into a drag car. And uh, so been racing it ever since probably 92 when Thunder Valley opened up. And, uh, and then, you know, I probably much like you, I, I loved racing and I thought, you know, what could be better for a job than to work in something that I love. And so I kind of pursued that aspect. Uh, I got a degree in broadcasting from the university of central Oklahoma and, uh, people thought I was crazy because everybody around here was all about OU football or OSU football. And I said, mm-hmm. I want to do motorsports. sports. And they said, they said, you'll never be able to make a career out of that. <laughs> and um, in a lot of ways they were right, but I did get to uh, pursue, uh, pursue a lot of things and then had the, uh, you know, went to work at the Texas motorplex in uh, just South of Dallas, doing some marketing and promotions down there. And then was fortunate enough to go to work for, uh, the late, great Diamond Peace Sports, and work with um, probably one of my heroes in motorsports, Steve Evans. I'm sure you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. who did a lot yes, of sir. the announcing through the 70s and 80s and 90s, and got to work alongside of him and, and the great Dave McClelland, who those two guys were in HRA drag racing for so many years. And um, so I was on NHRA Today, which was on the Nashville network, if anybody remembers that, uh, yeah, for, for a few years. Yeah, so, um, and that show came to an end in, at the end of 1998 when NHRA made some moves to different networks and all of that started going on. But, uh, yeah, it uh, it provided a great career and then ultimately went back to the Texas Motorplex and worked there for a little while. And, uh, to, you know, drag racing was my life for a lot of years, and I still have, uh, you know, great love for the people of the sport but uh, am really enjoying getting to know people in the flat track racing world. And I I tell people, people that don't understand motorsports, especially, you know, it's not, there is the excitement and the thrill and the adrenaline of the racing itself, but the family and the camaraderie of the people of all of the motorsports that I have been involved with, and whether that's been drag racing, tractor pulling, sprint car racing, and flat track motorcycle racing and motocross and those sorts of things. Every time I come into those communities, Uh, the people are the best part of of that life and that job.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Before we move off of you and talk more about the series and the races coming up, you also did some work on Moto World on ESPN back in the day. Tell us about that experience.
2: Yeah, that was great. Um, You know, I had the opportunity to do some uh, reporter roles and, and go to some different events for them. I actually covered the World Trials Championships, and I think that was 99 or 2000. So I went out to Rhode Island and like the best trials riders from around the world were there, Uh, you know, Doogie Lampkin. And I don't remember a lot, but Jeff Aaron from the U.S. was there and several other, you know, all the big European trials riders. And I had not really experienced trials um, that much prior to that. And it is an amazing sport to watch. But in addition to that, I also uh, was able to cover some of the you know uh, motorcycle dealer shows in Las Vegas. Uh, did a lot of pro stock motorcycle racing for, for NHRA stuff, for World, and then uh, actually did some things where I went to some of the uh, the outdoor motocross events as well. So I had you know didn't do a lot with them, but uh, had the had the distinct pleasure to be involved with that show. It was really cool, and you know just to go to some really cool motorcycle events back then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I haven't been to a national trials meet. I've been to some local stuff. I think up north when I was living up there as a kid and and my dad always had a trials bike. And as a matter of fact, my first motorcycle was a TY Trials eighty Yamaha. So uh man, I just oh, cool. <laughs> our similarities are so 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 crazy that we haven't ran into each other. So let's talk a little bit more about the extreme flat track and the rebranding. Um, why did why did you guys switch the name up? Are you including more, you know, different classes? I know VDTRA was more directed towards the vintage bikes. I mean is is that are you moving away from that? are you are you keeping vintage a part of your program?
2: Yeah, we're not moving away from vintage, but we offer so many other classes and uh, we just felt that it was it was the right thing to do because we didn't want to get pigeonholed as the vintage only series because we were seeing um, you know we were running a, a two fifty amateur class and a four fifty amateur class and a four fifty or an open pro category and and getting some guys like, you know, Bugs Pearson and Danny Eslick were showing up on our races. And, you know, Dallas Daniels has has come through and won several of our events. And so we just felt like the vintage moniker was a little too limiting. And so that's why we we decided to make the change, just to open it up. But vintage racing is still a part of what we do. We will, uh, at all of our events, we offer vintage classes, and we'll have vintage classes in Sturgis as well, but we offer classes for everybody from you know little kids on, on on PW 50s all the way up to the 70 year old guys that are you know bringing out their um, you know either single or or Rotax or um, uh, you know bull Taco, whatever they may have. I mean we've really got a place for for everybody to come race.
0: That's awesome. I mean, everybody's looking for a place to race, especially nowadays. So, so how did the events up in this in this Sturgis Rally? It's the 80th Sturgis Rally. I know American Flat Track's not going there this year. Um, how did all the events start taking place? I mean, you guys are. Uh, Well, just to go through the the list of races, there are seven races in three locations in nine days. Three of them are at the short track uh, August 7th, 8th and 10th. Two are the Super TTs out at the Buffalo Chip on the 11th and 13th of August and then two half miles at Black Hill Speedway on the 14th and 15th. So I guess my question is, is is how hard was it and how did you guys get involved in, in making all these races happen up there during the Sturgis rally?
2: You know, it's been kind of crazy, and it's just been a breakneck pace. Uh, I mean, really, within the last month, uh, you know, Jake had the idea. Um, Actually, I think he was talking to Gary Kinsler, who's from uh, Sturgis, Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, AFT is not coming to town now. And then we had actually had uh, um, some races scheduled at the Sturgis Fairgrounds. Um, We already had the short tracks planned, and we were going to do some some events at the Sturgis Fairgrounds. Well, the city – decided that they weren't going to be involved because of COVID and everything going on, but the rally was still going on. And so Gary was talking to Jake and he said, you know, why don't you just give them a call uh, and see, you know, see what you could work out. So he did. And we took off and drove up to Sturgis and met with uh, Rod Woodruff at uh, the Buffalo chip. And he said, you know, let's do it let's do, you know, but I don't want to do it where we've done it before, kind of in the concert venue. If we do something, I want to do it over in what they consider their power sports complex. And so we went over there and, uh, you know, they've got plenty of plenty of room to do something. And we decided mm-hmm. to get uh, Bugs Pearson involved and, and do a super TT and just kind of, you know, shoot for the moon, if you will. And kind of the same thing, you know, we just called up uh, Black Hill Speedway and Eddie over there was uh, excited to, you know, at the opportunity to have some racing involved with the rally. And, and we just, it just all really kind of fell together uh, quickly, and we are extremely blessed by the opportunity. But also, you know, uh, it's been a lot of work in in a short amount of time. And and you know how it is to try to promote races, and uh, you know, in general, but much less trying to do it on a truncated time schedule. And we're just uh, kind of rocking and rolling, doing everything that we can to to bring as much to the party as we can, as it were, and give people an opportunity to come race. And and those people that are in service an opportunity to see flat track racing because, you know, we know that that Sturgis was kind of founded upon that. And it's been such an an integral part of the Sturgis rally every year. And for the 80th anniversary of that, we didn't want there to not be any racing. And, and so we just said, you know, let's, let's just do it and see what happens. And and that's kind of our approach. We're going to put on the best show that we possibly can. And hopefully the racers will come and hopefully the fans will come and, uh, and we can get out of there with, you know, uh, not having our nose skinned up too bad, I guess, is a, is a good way to put it. <laughs>
0: right. That was, that was going to be my next question there is, um, can fans attend the race? Are they limited, you know, to a certain amount of, you know, with the COVID? Are, you know, how many fans can you get in the races? Is it open to everybody right now?
2: Fortunately, um, South Dakota is pretty wide open. Uh, I love the governor up there and what she's doing and her approach to things. And, uh, you know, you and I are from Oklahoma, and it's been pretty pretty manageable around here, but, uh, we like to err on the side of freedom. And so if, if people want to, uh, if people want to come and watch some racing, we're all for that. If people feel like they're, they're at risk, then, you know, and they want to stay home. We certainly understand that if people want to feel more comfortable wearing a mask, they can do that, but we don't have a mask requirement. And, uh, the state so far does not have a mask requirement. And, you know, where we're holding the races, there's certainly plenty of room at the Buffalo Chip. I don't think social distancing will be an issue over there in the Power Sports Complex, <laughs> but even at the other yeah. facilities. Um, you know, like I said, we err on the side of, of freedom and the Constitution, and, and we're not mandating anything. We want people, I, I believe that people have the ability to make their own decisions for how they, they handle their health, and, and, and they were, are going to do that in these situations.
0: I love that answer, Jason. That's a great answer. Um, are you guys going to be doing a streaming where people that may not choose to go out to Sturgis, where they can watch from home?
2: We are going to try. Um, I'm going to do the best I can with the budget that we have to work with. Uh, we looked at bringing in some a larger operation and doing some big things, and you know we're uh, we're not we're not aft at this point. We don't have that kind of funding and sponsorships and, and things like that. We're doing this on on a little bit of a shoestring, but like I said, we're going to put on the best show that we possibly can, and I feel like we can do that, and uh, I think the racing's going to be good. The, the the purse is going to be something that I believe will attract some of the top name racers. We've already heard that, uh, well, certainly Bugs Pearson is coming. We've heard from Dallas Daniels, and I think most of the Estenson team is going to be coming out, so we're going to have uh, you know, some big names out there for people to see. Uh, to answer your question, when I get there and I can set up the gear that I have, and if it works, then we're going to stream. And if it doesn't, then we'll let everybody know, and we'll do the best that we can. And we're just going to try to build upon the live events and 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 do what we can. But if I can stream some or all of the races, then we are uh, darn sure going to give it a try.
0: Perfect. I love that answer too. Um, one thing that I did notice on your website there's a there's a pro. The pros are going to be racing for a $2,500 championship bonus. So I guess that goes to the pro that earns the most points out of the seven races. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. Yeah, we're calling it. This is the Ronnie Stratton Memorial Sturgis Rally Championship. So we will score points at each race for the pro category um, and an open amateur class. Now, at the end of the week, like you said, there will be a $2,500 bonus for the pro champ. And then this is what's really cool. The amateur high point champion for the week in the Open open Am class is going to get um, a new LS2 helmet, a new set of leathers uh, that custom-made from Moto Gear, a brand-new light shoe from uh, Gary Kinsler, and a $500 Visa gas card. So if you're an amateur and uh, you're looking for some new gear and a little money to get down the road to the next race, this is a great opportunity to come out, you know, run seven races, score some points and get home to take, a, you know, a brand new set of gear and some gas money. It's it's going to be awesome.
0: That is awesome. You know, every amateur should be looking for all that stuff. I mean, the light shoe alone just would be worth the trip up there. But you throw in a brand new helmet, a brand new set of custom leathers and a $500 gas card. Uh, I'm thinking about coming out of retirement and dusting off the Rotax.
2: Do it. Do it. Bring it up. I mean, what else? You don't have anything else going on that week. You might as well come come turn some laps. It'll be fun. Uh.
0: I sure wish I could man I, I, I was thinking about going up there but we at this point I'm not going to, to to the races but you never know I might show up you know I mean this sounds very exciting um, I, I really like what you guys are doing it's giving these you know these people another place to race I think you know the team team's probably going to use it for some some more testing and, and uh, getting those Yamahas dialed in for the American Flat track series and I think other teams are just itching to race too so I think it's a it's a good for everybody situation.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, all we can do is is try to put on the best show that we can and, and give some people a reason, the racers and the fans, a reason to come watch. I think Sturgis is going to be uh, successful this year. I've, I've been seeing on social media lots of people already heading that direction. So I think the fan base is going to be there. It's just, be you know, like, you know, being able to peel them away from all of the other activities that are going on that week. Uh, to get them to come out and watch some racing. But I think with what we have going on, it'll be worth people coming to see. I I really don't think, uh, you know, I'll I'll focus specifically on the Buffalo Chip Super TT. I really don't think anybody has seen anything like this. Uh, You know, I know AFT did the Super TT in Arizona, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, this Super Super TT track, uh, Dawson Sheeper actually came out and rode it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were just getting it cut in. And, you know, wasn't prepped in any way. I mean, basically, we just kind of cut the turns in the way that we wanted them and and all that sort of thing. But uh, there is an uphill that he was, you know, pinning it at about 60 miles an hour coming up and, you know, catching a little air off the crest of the uphill and then going into a horseshoe turn to go back down the hill. So wow. the elevation change itself is going to be completely different uh, from, from a lot of the things that people have seen before in, in flat track TT racing. So I think it's going to be really exciting and worth people coming out to watch. Um, and one of the other things that I didn't tell you, Scotty, that is really cool, and we actually just announced this. Um, I know we're we're recording this, but from, from my timetable, just before we did this, uh, I was on with Bugs Pearson to announce that we're actually doing a school on Wednesday, August the 12th at the Short Track, the Jack Pine Gypsy Short Track. It's going to be called Throttle Therapy with Bugs Pearson. Awesome. And uh, he's really excited. He wanted to put a school together, and we thought this was a great opportunity to help him do this. And it's going to be, you know, kind of on a small scale. We're looking for about ten participants because he really wants to have some one-on-one time. And so we'll do some classroom stuff uh, where, you know, Bugs will talk about, you know, basic skills and fundamentals and mental preparation and uh, physical preparation and so all the things that go into being a racer. And then we'll get out onto the short track and he'll be able to work, uh, with groups, small groups or, you know, one-on-one. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really cool deal. And, uh, it's a great opportunity for, for bugs to, to get out there and do something that he's passionate about. And man, he really is passionate about the racing and motorcycle riding. And I think he's, he's had that renewed as his son's getting involved now. And it's exciting to see him, uh, get involved and do something like this and we're we're extremely happy to, to be able to facilitate that for him and so again that's going to be on wednesday august the 12th okay uh, from nine until one and if people want to find out information specifically about that they can go to extreme dot com slash bugs
0: okay that's really cool i saw that he was up there a few weeks ago and actually driving in one of the big old caterpillars around helping you guys lay out the tt track so I think it's really neat that he's involved what's it been like working with Robbie I mean he's a great guy we've had him on the podcast and, and he's one of my favorites and and one that I'm looking forward for to winning his first ever you know grand national but what's it been like working with him
2: it's been absolutely phenomenal he came up and um, you know kind of looked we, we went up on the hill and kind of looked over and he helped lay out the track uh, he Jake Latimer and Jake's dad who's a former racer Frank Latimer we're all involved in, in kind of the layout of the track. And then we got out there on the equipment and, and bugs was on a dozer, you know, kind of carving out the turns and, and, and putting them in the way that he thought they should go. And um, it's really cool to have him involved. And he's just such a great guy. So passionate about the sport and uh, just, you know, just one of the nice guys that, that I hope people really uh, get a chance to get to, the, to meet him and talk to him at the races. And uh, like you said, I'm just, I was so pulling for him at Volusia Mm -hmm. Uh, he was running so well there. And I just thought that was going to be his night, but I know it's going to come here very soon. He's going to get that grand national win and I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it's this year. You know, you never know. I've been pulling for him for a long time. He's on a good bike. You know, Rick knows a, a hell of a tuner and stuff like that. So he's got a lot of good people in his, in his corner. Uh, your races, what I like about it, three short tracks, two TTs and two half miles. Obviously there's no miles up there at the Sturgis rally, but uh, for a little bit of everything, these riders, if they come up there, they can run on three different awesome tracks.
1: Yeah. It's going to
2: be a, a little bit of a gauntlet for them. I think, uh, you know, to do that many races and, uh, in- and those, you know, kind of three different disciplines or approaches to racing, and I think that's going to be the true test of the Ronnie Stratton Memorial uh, Championship for those guys to see who can kind of uh, figure out their best way through that. And you know, in the open pro category, they do have the, have the option to run either a single or a twin. Uh, there's a little bonus money involved at the short track if if they win on a twin, and for nice. the highest finishing twin. Um, you know, and I think, you know, bugs is certainly trying to, you know, wants to be on a twin at the half mile, but I think he's going to ride a a single at the super TT. So it'll be interesting to see how guys approach it and, uh, and to see the, the skills on display to be able to, to go through those three different types of racing and for the amateurs too, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we're going to be running hooligans at all of the races as well. So to uh, see those guys come out, hopefully some of the uh, super hooligan guys show up, because I think this is a great opportunity for them to really showcase their skills. And, uh, you know, I understand that the Roland sand super hooligan deal uh, they've canceled it for the rest of the year, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of riders that I think, like you said earlier, looking for a chance to ride. And I just think everything involved with the Sturgis rally, I just think this is going to be a great opportunity for uh, people to get out ride have some fun and both on the track and off the track
0: yeah i certainly agree with you seven races in nine days jason thanks so much for coming on the podcast for more information extremeflattrack.com before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody
2: well i just want to thank uh, all the flat track fans out there uh for supporting this sport it's been you know like you i remember the days of the camel pro series and and all of that coming up when we were younger and. Uh, I think it's awesome to see this renewed fervor around flat track racing. And uh, certainly AFT has done a great job with that. But, you know, that is also given uh, series like ours, like extreme flat track and and some of the other things going on and races in general, just seeing more racers, more fans, just more interest in the sport. And I think it's good for everybody. And, uh, you know, I thank Jake Latimer for giving me a chance to get involved with all of this
0: right on Jason thanks so much for your time and uh, maybe I'll see you up there if not I'll see you on down the road
1: alright thank you Scotty dude how have you never met this guy
0: I don't know what's What's weird too Carter is I just went and got my oil changed and he was just up there where I got my oil changed But at the same place where I got my oil changed because <laughs> they were talking about it and talking about Sturgis and the races and I'm like how do I not know this guy yeah. I don't know uh, it's it's so weird that we live, you know, probably 20, 25 miles apart. We're in a city that, you know, most of the racers know everybody in the racing world. So yeah. I don't know how we don't know
1: them. That's crazy. Uh, good stuff. Good information. Um, got me a little hyped to kind of see what's going on. I hope they get that uh, that streaming up and working. I'd definitely be uh, tuning in and watching that for sure. I, you know, I love my flat track. Um, and uh, be interesting to see who shows up there and who competes. Um, uh, sounds like they gotta have some fun. Uh, and they got a TT. Anybody that's itching to race a tt this year
0: there you yeah, go there's none on the grand national circuit right now the aft circuit so if anybody wants to race some tt i know dawson schieffer is gonna be tough He's from up there it's gonna give him a little extra boost a little extra confidence um i'm not sure if anybody will ride a twin because it sounds like it's gonna have some elevation changes some big jumps so i think they're all beyond singles but hey man uh if they throw out extra money if you ride that twin you know uh some some of these riders are hungry for some cash
1: i'm sure there's some uh, singles riders out there itching to ride a tt <clears throat> Janish. Wiles, <clears throat> Go get it, boys. Go get it. If you win the
0: overall championship as the pro, you get a $2,500 bonus. You and go. the overall amateur gets like a whole bunch of cool stuff. man. I really like that. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it kind of dangles the carrot out there. And uh, hopefully a drawing some really good amateur riders as well as some top pros.
1: And then you have Sturgis, which is always fun as well.
0: That's right. So again seven races in nine days for more information extremeflattrack.com uh we'd like to say thanks to jason for dropping by an extra special podcast coming out
1: just two days after our friday one yeah i wanted to get this out in time to have all the people hear what's going on what they have going on out there in Sturgis next week it's going to be a, a good time as always it sounds like uh and uh they won't be short of racing i thought they were not i was worried they weren't going to have any but they're uh, they're definitely coming through with uh, a little extra it sounds like
0: yeah, and you know a lot of people don't realize we talk about this every year but the rally actually started because the races were there first and yeah. so it's cool that they're going to keep the racing going uh get right a place to go check it out if you also if you missed uh cody's podcast we've switched over the link so you can always go back and tune in on itunes or soundcloud or wherever you find all your podcasts and, and listen to that one because cody was uh was it was a really good one uh we just two days away from that one so go back and check it out
1: it's gonna cause a lot of headaches that kid i'm sure it's gonna be great to watch
0: can't wait! Yeah, so, uh, it's gonna be real soon. He goes. He turns 16 in November. He'll be pro next year at Daytona. Badass! All right, dude. All right. Well, Peace. Nice mohawk. See
1: you. Oh. I don't have a mohawk. Yeah, you do. I it's t- Underneath that hat. Totally have a mohawk. It's not like a Jared Meese mohawk, but it's a mohawk.
0: I think yours is better than his.
1: You hear that, Meese? Mine is better.